Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. So we have a very special guest this week, and it's special because he is uh, he's the person that I've had on the show that I have probably the longest friendship in history with. Uh, he's stayed at my parents' house more times than any guest will have ever stayed on this show. And uh, he may or may not be involved in an incident where my parents' toilet was clogged. So uh, his... Uh, his his uh, his band Narcissus is back together, and they are playing at Furnace Fest as part of their reunion this coming weekend. Josh King, welcome to Why Do We Ever Meet, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Man, we've oh. known each. How long have we known each other? How long have we been? I I have to imagine that it's got to be uh, ninety eight or ninety nine. I think so. Yep. Um, I can't remember if the first time I saw or met you was in Canton, Ohio, at at Malone University. Uh, you were in mid autumn at the mm-hmm. at that time. Yep. And yep. so, uh, my good friend, our our mutual good friend Adam Baker. Yeah. Uh, that was the that was the draw there. So yeah. Um, and uh, I remember you guys playing in at Malone University, and I'm not sure if that predated. I know we ended up at that Brian. Uh, yeah, the, we the fire played, escape. Yeah, we played several shows. I know. I know we played with you guys because I'm pretty sure we brought you guys in for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that was so. That was when you were in Vessel. So these are. Yes. Well, this is when we were uh, wide legged hardcore kid pants. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Like the, uh, the figuring out how much of the tip of your shoe you were going to like want to have out from underneath the, that gigantic leg of your jeans. It's gotta be a good shoe. Otherwise, like it's not worth showing off at all. (laughs) Uh, It was just always Adidas running shoes and Jinkos. Yep. Uh, the, the, we always have the collegiate hats. That was that phase chokers. uh, Oh yeah. V- the the sweater vests that was another oh, like, man. <laughs> I was never the sw- I was never the sweater vest guy. Uh do you remember the band Outcry? Oh they absolutely. Were all, they were always the sweater vest guys. Yes they were. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still I'm still doing some music with uh the uh Dan Pelletier. Yeah, yeah. From Outcry. So uh yeah they always had the the the, the best sweater vests. Yes, yes, good boys too. Uh yeah. yeah, you so like I mean we've been friends and been playing shows together for for 20 some years now. And uh like my mom and dad kind of became a boarding house for for roving hardcore bands, and she always loved whether it was Vessel, whether it was Narcissist, she loved all of all of you guys being around. And uh I I it's 
it's surreal to me that we're sitting here talking like this, knowing like we have this whole history together, but like we're talking because Narcissus is back together and playing Furnace Fest. Like we're saying that in 2021. Narcissus yeah. is playing at Furnace Fest. It is <laughs> it is absolutely awesome, man. I I'm so pumped. Um we had our first like show back local uh uh two weekends ago and yeah. it was just uh it was everything i remembered it to be and more you know was was it uh yeah i mean i never thought i was going to get the chance to like play in front of my kids sure. you know my daughter's right there front front of the stage you know banging yeah. head the entire time she yeah. wakes up the next day with a bang over and needs needs tylenol because her neck's sore yeah man how how, (laughs) it it it's really is really uh it's really wonderful you know it's really cool man yeah uh when how did you guys get approached did furnace fest approach you or were you guys were you guys like kind of like circling around the idea i think uh i think that john Larusa and John Pope had yeah. kind of schemed uh, before they talked to me, <laughs> and so they may have reached out to uh, Chad Johnson, yep. who uh, used to run Takehold Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also an A and R guy for Solid State Records for a while, but um, he was the label owner when we were signed to take hold. And so we've got that relationship with him. And yeah, I think they reached out and said, Hey, uh, would you be interested in having us if, if we got back together? And he said, yeah, that'd be awesome. And, yeah. And then we just have been waiting for so, so long. So what, like getting back together after how many years has it been since well, you've played these songs together? It was like, 17 18 years so it's been a minute yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we broke up we broke up in 04 yeah yeah um and it's just been it's been forever you wow know? yeah what um getting like what was the first time back together like i mean because you guys have been friends for a million years but like yeah it's different it's the, the intimacy of a band that like that shit's a, there's an intensity there so right and you and you know that it's not there, uh, right. but you, you immediately want it back, right. you know? And so like you intentionally start pushing into each other's lives, you know, mm-hmm. and like trying to stay on top of being in a text thread together, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. uh, and being like, oh yeah, let's, let's get together. Let's do that. You know? Yeah. And so, um, for quite a while during pandemic, uh, you know, it was just, we'd maybe do a Zoom meeting or uh, we were passing some music files back and forth over the internet. So yep. we've written, we've written, we've actually written some new material, which is uh, pretty fun. And yeah, uh, yeah. And which I never thought we'd be doing either. And <laughs> initially it was just like, hey, we're, let's do a, let's do this reunion do a show and do furnace fest and right. right. Um, and at this point, you know, we've written a good chunk of material. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Wow. So we're, we're well, we, 
could easily fill an EP. Uh, we're kind of stuck in this, like, we're not sure if we want to do a full length or not at okay. this point. Yeah. Um, but at, it, at this point in time, like you can do whatever you want musically yep. and you can just release it and do whatever you want, you know? Yep. And so we're out here just making music, you know, it, it, it is the most, I think in our lifetime, I think we can honestly say this is the most cavalier and punk rock time for music in terms of like, we can literally just do that. Now you can get a band together, you yeah. can record and you can throw that shit on the internet. And, and then you're on to the next thing. It's, right. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. It's, it's revolutionary, you know, yes. and I, it's not, it's not right now, but it was, you know, yeah. like when, when everybody was able to afford to have an interface in their house yeah. and start plugging their guitars in and start just ripping, ripping tunes out, you know, and throwing them on Bandcamp or, yes. you know, wh- whatever, whatever platform you want. There's yeah, it, the sky's the limit. Yes. And, and to think about how so many of us toiled over like studio time and the cost and then making yeah. CDs and, and cassette tapes and like, and if you're lucky, selling, you release it on vinyl, you know, selling your soul to the man. Yes. You know, I, I've, I've, I've signed a bunch of record contracts and <laughs> I haven't fulfilled any of them. <laughs> oh. So I, we, we like, begged to be let out of one of them and then we broke out in the broke up in the middle of the other. Oh, wow. So, so let, so yeah, so that's, because it starts narcissists you guys start on take hold right like the first if you want to get right down to the nitty-gritty uh when narcissists started i was in vessel yes uh, yeah and so our bands played uh our bands played uh narcissists first show together yeah uh opening for mortification and it was great (laughs) um but uh let's see they signed they were signed to clenched fist records uh, okay clenched fist okay and they released their ep uh and forthwith came out blood and water mm-hmm. uh that would have been 99 yeah and then from there they signed with take hold okay and you come in you come in two releases in uh yeah they had released um the EP and then they released new wave techno homicide on tech yeah. take hold. Um, and then I played, I played drums for them for about six months after new wave came out mm-hmm. and then, uh, was trying to finish my degree and went back, uh, went, was going back to school and they got a, another drummer. And then I came, came in as a bass player. Yeah. Uh, maybe six months after that. And that that is on, and then the that record, the uh, coming Leviathan. Yeah, that's what's that released on? That was on Take Hold as well. Was that Take Hold? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was like a distro deal with somebody, like one of the big distro companies or something. <laughs> it, it it's kind of uh, balled into. I don't. I don't even know who's got the rights to it right now. Um, <laughs> so. When after we released that, right after that, uh, Take Hold was sold to um, to Tooth and Nail Records, mm-hmm. and 
we were offered a deal with tooth and nail or solid state or whatever. Yeah. And we were really trying, you know, I think that at the time we, we thought that it was a, a better deal for us to go someplace else. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but yeah. either way, uh, I, th- they ended up tooth and nail ended up owning new wave techno homicide, which now still isn't, that's not owned by tooth and nail anymore. It's owned by like, capital Christian music groups, uh, holdings or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then the, uh, becoming Leviathan, I believe was purchased. We signed a deal with, uh, an imprint of century media. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were s- signed with, uh, Abacus recordings. Yeah. And, um, then we put out, we, we re-released it with three more tracks on it and just mm-hmm. called it a self-titled. And then we put out, uh, so that would have been 2002. And okay. then maybe the next year after that, we released uh, Craven Collapse mm-hmm. in 2003. Yeah. And then then we called it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and and when, when you guys did it eventually, because, I mean, the funny thing is, like, we're talking about these releases, but you guys also have, like, you toured. I mean, you, you were, you guys were, you played nonstop like you guys really put the work in and yeah. it like it, when when you guys did finally call it was it a situation where you guys were life was just sort of intervening at that point you, everybody wanted different things like what was what was the uh the clinching point for that i think that there were a lot of different reasons why uh the band kind of called a quits at that point. Um, I knew, I know that I had, uh, I had a, uh, a kid on the way, you know? And so my, my son was born in Oh four. Okay. So, um, that was kind of like pressure for me. I felt like, you know, needed to step up and get a real, real guy job. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was, that was, that was my perspective on it. I know that the other guys, you know, we had made some choices musically that we were trying to figure out, you know, it it felt kind of confusing towards the end of, uh, of narcissist. Cause it just kind of felt like we had started as such a heavy band Mm -hmm. and really wanted to kind of just do whatever we wanted and right. it took us to some really weird places. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the stuff that we recorded later, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it was maybe not exactly where we wanted to be, you know? Yeah. Yep. And so as we've, as we've circled back around and looked at, looked at our catalog and said, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that we're trying to do right now? And it's just being heavy you know, trying to okay. put on heavy music. Yeah. And we're currently um, really just pushing into like those first two releases. Okay. Um, almost everything that we played at this show this past uh, last, last week um, was all off of either the first EP or that new wave techno homicide record. Really? Yeah. You guys went all the way back. Yes. And it's awesome. 
we're having That's a lot fun. of fun. Is it fun to is it fun to whip out those those riffs and and yes, like because you guys still to this day, in my opinion, the riff for Heartbreaker, yes, is one of the gnarliest fucking <laughs> riffs Dude. ever written. Like it, John wrote that is that one that should be on lists like as like the underappreciated best opening riffs of all time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I we. So when we when we d- decided to do this, it's like, dude, we love these songs. Yeah, we, lo- we love these old songs. Yeah, and um, like the stuff off the EP, we hadn't played that in years, even when we were still together. So it was like, we've got to do something with it. And yeah, um, so I went and looked up the old owner of clenched fist records contacted him on Facebook, his, uh, guy, Rudy caps, uh, I think he lives in the Carolinas and, uh, reached out to him and said, Hey, uh, I don't know what the, what the deal was with the actual, uh, contract, but do we have rights to this music? And he's like, yeah, it's totally yours. Um, so we have been working with a, uh, a guy, Rob from, um, from friend club records. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing the cassette releases. I know they, they're, uh, re- they're releasing the, the be well demo is going to be on cassette at furnace fest, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So I think they're doing a whole series of cassettes, um, maybe 16 cassettes. Oh, wow. Wow. F- uh, exclusively for Furnace Fest, nice. And so our EP will be one of them. So for the wow. first time ever, uh, and forthwith came out came out Blood and Water will be released on cassette. Holy cow! So I think it's limited to a hundred copies. And okay. so if there's any after the fest is over, which it's kind of hard to you know see there being any, you know, right, right, it's like I. At the same time, I don't buy cassettes. I have no idea. I don't either. I buy records all the time. Cassette, that's just not one I've gone. That's not a realm I've gone in. Like this whole room is poorly lit, but like it's nothing but Blu-rays and records like everywhere. Cassettes, I when I see my friends getting into that, I'm like, how are you guys doing this? How are you still buying? You're gonna get you're gonna do that, you're gonna add that on to records and yeah, wild. I can't I cannot add another no form of media that I'm going to start collecting a second time. Right. You know, I can't circle back to any other any other media as well as I am unwilling to buy another tape deck. Yeah, this is oh, not absolutely. Happening. No, no. I and I like I mean and that's the the one the two for me are cassette tapes and the the VHS collector market is back too. And it's been that way for several years now and for me I'm like what do you no like where does nostalgia end? For me it's the shitty quality of a VHS tape. That's where it ends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and and to and but but the fun thing is like knowing that that will be available at this thing that like I mean did you guys ever think you'd see Furnace Fest again like that's no. surreal no and that's uh, that's kind of why we you know we played all four years back you know from yeah two thousand to two thousand three when it originally was was happening down there yeah. and. Um, you didn't ever go down, did you? No, never went down. Uh, never. I, I, 
want to say the second or third year we'd inquired about getting on, but like, it just something yeah. that fell through when I was in the breakup, we'd inquired right. about getting on, but uh, that ended up the conversation just sort of fell through. I don't know exactly why, but that was the, that was as close as we ever came to going. And I like tons of our friends were there playing, you know, sure. like, I mean, yeah. you guys were always there. So, uh, but it like, I look at it now and I'm like, that I mean, what a cool way to bring it back. I just can't yeah. believe it's back. That's the, absolutely. And there's a lot of these giant festivals that are happening yeah. Uh, yeah. right now. Um, but I don't think that any of the other festivals have the lineup that this one does. You know, I, I want to say that half of these bands are the same bands that played 20 years ago, you know? It, and yes. so Yeah. I, I think, I think there's, I think we're coming like what I see happening is because our age group is now the demographic that's spending money. So it's surreal to see our bands getting back together and like, and, and making new records and yeah. like, and going on tour. But at the same time, like, like, you know, like in a couple of weeks, I'm going to see quicksand. Yeah. Cause they have a new record out. Right. I know. And it's it, fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's just the weirdest thing to think about that. But then I look and go, oh, yeah, the generation before us was doing the same thing. They were their bands could tour big again because they were the ones with the money in the market. Right. Right. Uh, So so you guys have gone all the way back to the start. What is drawing now that you're older, you're wiser you've kind of been up and down with this. Why go back to these early records? What is drawing you guys to those songs? I, I'm not exactly sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that, um, we all kind of said, what, what does narcissist look like now or sound like now? And we all agreed that we, uh, wanted to kind of forego the later spacier rock, you yeah. know, uh, adventure that we went on, and yeah. we just wanted to be wanted to be a metal band again, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that it's something that's kind of giving life to all of us. Um, I know that most of us have had a rough go of it lately, (laughs) you know? And, uh, I think that maybe 20, if, if anything, the pandemic has taught us all that, um, maybe taking care of our mental health is something that's, uh, needs to be more important, but, um, yes, I think that you need to find the things, uh, that feel like they're, building you back up and find the things that are, that are giving you that life to keep on pushing forward, you know? Um, and so I, I've always found that in, in heavy music, you know, uh, just making my, making my, the, the gears turn, um, and trying to find the things that evoke, you know, not only an emotional response, but, uh, you know, uh, an intelligent response as well. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Something cerebral. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, you, you guys were, you guys were in this, this unique position where like you were, 
that like there was at at that point in time there was the hardcore scene had had all melded together so you had you had straight edge you had christian ba- or faith based band not just christian bands krishna bands as well sure um you had a mix of everything and and, and everybody sort of bled together it wasn't a it was it it that some of that uh some of those walls got stripped away and you were seeing bands i think zayo had a big a, a lot to do with that i think you know that a band that was quote unquote from you know the christian scene or whatever opened some doors and went like well we're we're just playing with bands that we like and you guys had similar experiences you were playing in, in these what is that like to live in in that you got a foot in both worlds there. What's, what is that experience like? Yeah. I, I think that, um, the experience is, it's awesome because it's real life, you know, it's yes. like, um, every single person that you meet on a day-to-day basis is coming from a different perspective. Um, and they are carrying a different burden than you. And, right. Right. uh, I think about that every day when I go to work that, you know, my coworkers are carrying a different burden than I am. Um, and so it's very much, you know, maybe looking back hindsight, uh, those, those bands that we would have played with, you know, we, we did do a tour with like a Krishna band. We, we were on the road with, with shelter for a little while. Yeah. Um, it, it was always just like, this is real life because Mm -hmm. this is, this is what you're going. This is what we see on a day-to-day basis. No, nobody's, nobody's the same. Yeah. And so that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. And I think that that's part of the thing. That's the, one of the best things about furnace fest is it's always been like that. Yes. It has always been just like, it's not about who you are or what you say. Uh, It's, uh, and that's always kind of been in my opinion, uh, punk and hardcore. Yes. The, the ethos of it is, uh, you have a place to speak your mind. Mm-hmm. You have a place to let people hear what you think. Yeah. And we're, you know, unless it's extreme, we're yeah, going to exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I, I have always felt the same way in terms of of viewing punk and hardcore from that perspective of it's for everyone, unless you're not for everyone, in which case there's not a place for you because you, you don't get to marginalize somebody. If, if we can all come from these varied backgrounds and we can all, we're bonded by this music. Right. And, and we can have that, that bond in music and still have a, like not even always opposing views, just a different vantage point. If you can do it without being harmful and, and vindictive and hurtful, you can sit at the table, you know, Absolutely. and, and I, for, like you said, Furnace Fest is a good example of that because they always had melded those worlds together where you had, you know, uh, you had bands that were, you know, faith-based not faith-based, you know, like there's, a, it was such a weird mix of music and it worked because it was just punk and hardcore kids that were together to have a good time. Absolutely. You know, how, how was you, how was touring with a band like shelter? How surreal is that? It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I, 
they were, I mean, Ray was, had been in youth of today. Yeah, man. This guy has (laughs) been around the block. Ray of today you're on tour with. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I just, it it was always kind of shocking, you know? Sure. Um, But they uh they were really they were really very very nice people and yeah. uh it it made it it made it very easy to be on the road with them because sure. they were um they were genuine and uh seemed to really care about about the kids that came out to see them you know sure and yeah so yeah they were they were very genuine and I, I really appreciated that about them, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was still very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to put well, it any other way. You're processing it as somebody that was a hard, you know, you're processing it as a hardcore kid on tour. Yeah. With, with Ray from youth of today, like that, that in and right. of itself is a pretty like surreal thing to try and wrap your mind around to begin with. Correct. And he always was pretty aloof as far as like, uh, interactions with everybody. It was mostly, you know, we mostly interacted with the rest of the band. Gotcha. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it it was great. Um, we did, we did some really weird tours when we were in the later days of Narcissus. And so, I mean, we did time on the road with further seems forever, which we always thought was a weird fit, but we, we loved those guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, now was this, who's singing at this point? Jason Gleason. Jason Gleason. Yeah. After how to start a fire. That record though, man. That guy can sing. Whew. I I will I will I want to go on the record right now. Uh, th- those first three albums that they put out, each one of them stands on its own. It does. And it does. I mean, geez, yeah. what a what a what a string of powerhouse vocalists they they were able to get together. Yeah, you know, I think I if 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 I had to pick, I'd I'd pick hide nothing. Uh, the the one that they did with John Bunch. With John Bunch, I'm the same way, and I think that's mostly my loyalty to and love of Sensefield, probably. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I think that they made something very, very wonderful yeah. with John. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and but that man, that record with Jason Gleason. Oh, I know. Oh, I now know. and those had to be fun shows. I mean, even with as different as you guys were, like. Those guys also come from those backgrounds anyway. They they all come sure. from the hardcore scene. So uh like there's there's definitely I mean that had that probably was a pretty fun tour. That's it that's was, a good it was, pairing. It was a very fun tour. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the all all those guys it's like it's like you go on tour with like these guys that are hardcore royalty, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Strong Arms uh Advent of a Miracle is possibly one of it's it's easily one of my top five hardcore records sure yeah you know yeah. i i don't want to speak for everybody well it but. said it, they that those guys set a certain standard for that scene that all the bands went oh shit we got to be better yeah. <laughs> these, these guys set the bar really high and it, it we was gotta so, play better <laughs> it was so complicated and yes. melodic yeah and you know it yeah, it, you're absolutely right. It raised the bar. 
you know. And, and, and what's funny too is they've carried that complicated structure into every project they've ever been in. Yes, <laughs> they did it for uh, for the seems forever. Uh, they're doing it with uh, the Darling Fire now. Like, yeah. Well, they, I think that it might be. Steve, their drummer. I think that the, but I think that the complexity it's him actually just follows him. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yep. because he alone w- has turned me on to so much strange music that I would have never listened to. Really? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, with Naked City, that uh, it was uh, like a bunch of jazz guys, like John Zorn. Yeah, uh, and Mike Patton showed up to make noises on the on the mic. Yeah, and you know uh, we're listening to that while we're out on the road. Um, yeah, it's just th- things of things like that that you're yeah. like I would have never heard this, never <laughs> in a million years. Yeah, yeah, you know um, the uh, so so yeah. I mean, bands like Shelter, Further Seems Forever, um, who. <laughs> Did you guys, especially like in that when you, when you make that transition to Abacus, like was that a situation where they were putting you on the road with bands, where you find yourself in weird situations or weird festivals or anything? No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know that we got a whole lot of tour support from the label, other than um, they did help us make our way when we were on warp tour in Oh three. Um, so they, you know, just kind of helped us out monetarily so that we, yeah. Could, yeah. Cause we weren't making any, any money no. uh, from warp tour. We were playing like not even one of the actual stages, but you know, oh, a God. stage that's setting up every day, you know? Oh, so. okay. Okay. So that was probably the warp tour was probably not the the most fun of Oh, it was era. terrible. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I, let me let me let me backtrack and say I loved being on warp tour uh because I got to watch Glassjaw every day. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right after they put out Worship and Tribute. Okay. And, and uh I mean every day. We're like yeah. what time is Glassjaw playing? And then yep. we'd make our way to the stage, you know. It, so, so you got that at least out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, I, and I, I get we that. We met, we met a bunch of cool people. Part okay. of, part of, part of being on the road is meeting cool people, and yeah. the rest of the time on the road is like, man, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I like, I like the idea of like. Cause I can look at that and be like, yeah, that would be awesome to watch face to face play every day. But yeah. like, what are you balancing against? Are you balancing against no one's fucking watching us play because they've put us in this stupid situation where we're like, no one's going to like, why are we, what are we doing every day? You're like, what are we doing? Why did they do this to us? Like we, we got to play awesome venues, you know? And yeah we got to see the country, you know, that's, that's the, that's half the dream is like, yeah. there's some people watching. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's more than one person watching every day. It's a start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're that, that year, I think Thursday was on the bill as well. Okay. So okay. like, I think they had just put out, uh, was it full collapse? Is that the name of their record? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big um, record for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was, 
it was a really cool, it was yeah. a really cool, um, time to be out there, but, uh, warp tour is definitely not our necessarily our, our scene. Yeah, I can see that. And I, it's, it's funny now because there's so many festivals that are more geared towards, uh, you guys, sound particularly, especially that heavy stuff that you guys did. Whereas like, I think we, we all associate warp tour with, with, with punk, like, you know, like that epitaph fat yeah. record skate punk sound and then Absolutely. transitioning into the more like, I, like, I don't want to say pop punk, but definitely transitioning further into that than, than anything else as a fest, as a touring festival would go. Yeah, it, it definitely did. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, and, and it kept that path too. And kind of veered into like a lot of heavier bands, but yeah, much more commercially accepted, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the stuff that was getting played in hot topic were the bands right. that were, you know, hitting the stage there, um, back before hot topic only sold, uh, <laughs> my neighbor Totoro. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's great if you're a Miyazaki fan right. <laughs> uh, to go to hot topic now, but yeah, my daughter that, loves it. <laughs> my daughter loves it too, man. <laughs> yeah. If you like anime, that's the story for you. <laughs> um, the, uh, I, I think there's, it. I think something else that's interesting too, is with you guys sound uh, the era that you came from, you predated something that would come after you guys that would become a more, like I would say a more commercially accessible version of what, of, of that style of metal that you guys were playing. What is, what is that like from your vantage point of like to see eventually audiences would evolve to the point where they, they, they got it finally. Like, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Like, I totally know what you mean. You were way I, ahead of it. Basically. We had, a, we had a bunch of friends that, you know, made it huge. Yeah. And it's, it's wild, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, I, I'm so happy for them, you know, that yeah, essentially they, they hit a gold mine, you know, sure. and sure. they just, they hung on until, until it worked. Uh, like under oath, you know, they yeah. huge, they're huge. They they're huge. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. But I mean, I, I remember a 16 year old drummer, you know, behind a set and, uh, and Corey, their guitar player with spikes up to his, up to his elbows <laughs> playing, you know, absolutely the shreddiest, the shreddiest guitar riffs you've ever heard, you know? Wow. And so they, they have come a long way as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think that there was definitely evolution uh, in those bands sounds. Uh, and I feel like we were right in there, you know, trying to find, find our way and yes. just couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't hold on. But the, the ones that did, uh, I think that it paid off for them. And yeah. our, our guitar player, uh, John, you know, uh, a few years later after Narcissus broke up, he was, he was able to have some, uh, pretty real success with inhale, exhale. Yes. That he had put yeah. Together. So, yeah, yeah um, that band, that band did very well amidst all of that too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I, but I think that what it comes down to is, uh, the, 
the guys in the metal core metal core scene just figured out the the old adage that you know the hook will sell it you know and if if it's hooky enough yep it'll it'll sell the records yep so, I, I I can tell you from a guy who every every review ever written about him said that he sounds like the guy from Sam I Am. The hook does fucking work <laughs> because that's the part they remember. You just got to rip off the right guy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um. So so seeing like this whole thing come full circle, and I always think of like I think when I think of narcissists, I do think of bands like Cave In. Yeah. Because this, there's this like, like you, you guys and them both have kind of an elder statesman thing of like, yeah, we, we, we hoed that road <laughs> for, for the kids that followed us through pushing the envelope, pushing, testing audiences and challenging their ideas of heavy music. And as a fan, we, we can look at it. We appreciate it as the artist. That's kind of a, that's can be scary. Like that had to be a little nerve wracking to be like, is this the record we want to release? Like, are we pushing yeah. too far? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's always the question. You know, yeah. are, are we in touch? Do we know yeah. what we, you know, like uh, I have, I have that all the time. I, yeah. I have that question. Am I in touch? Like, yes. am I just off in my own little world mm-hmm. making something that I, that I like? And quite honestly, I like that better. I like it where yeah. it's just, it's just my thing yes. and it's what I made. And, uh, I can't devolve too far into this. Like, I hope people like this. I hope, uh, I hope that, you know, I get great reviews and it has to, at a certain point, just be, uh, this is the thing I made and it's mostly for me. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or or else, or else I'll never make anything because I will be absolutely like so anxious Mm -hmm. and, uh, so tied up in that fear. Yeah. You know? what other people are going to think that, you know, you'll, you'll stifle, you'll stifle art, you'll stifle creativity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's just all about like, do we like it? Is this, is right. this making us happy? Is it, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but is this giving us life? You know, yeah. Is, yeah. is this, you know, making us feel alive? And if, if, if yes, let's do it. And, and you you bring up a good point uh, with now that you guys are older, you're wiser, you're several several years removed from the last narcissist record to write this new material. Does it feel like there's no shackles on you? There's nothing that stops you guys from just letting it rip. Yeah. That, do you feel more free? Like, is there is there more freedom in what in writing now? that you guys have been through the war does, does it change how you guys are viewing it is it or I, does I don't it know fall right back in i don't know if there's ever freedom while writing music you know yeah, yeah. it's all i get you like i am i am an analyzer you know and i'm okay. sitting there like okay does this work does this work does it flow yeah. you know uh and i know that that's how 
uh, John LaRusso, our guitar player, Mm -hmm. I know that that's how he operates. He is constantly just like, okay, does this work going into this part? Yeah. Once we get to this part, are we, you know, is it carrying the song? And, you know, we have had talks about songs over, over months and we've ended up having to go back and change, change parts, you know? (laughs) So, uh, at the same time, it's, it's great to be able to just be honest about, about, about music. You know, that's, um, that's really, really important when you're collaborating is yeah. just being able to get that honesty, uh, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I think that we need to do something right here. This is, this is a problem spot or whatever, right. you know, maybe we change it up. Maybe we go up tempo, maybe we bring it down, Right. you know, do you, um, do you guys feel, um, with this new material you're writing, do you, did you guys fall right back in or did you have to shake some rust off? Like, did it come right back? Like, Oh yeah, this is the groove that we, we lock into so well, or did, was there some time there to readjust again? Well, okay. So I would be remiss if I didn't say that the core of what narcissist is, is John LaRusso playing guitar and John Pope uh on the mic the, yeah. those those are the two mainstays of narcissist yeah. and it r- realistically doesn't matter if i'm there or not sure you know yeah. Uh, yeah. the the bass has never been the the game changer here <laughs> so uh, i i know my role the best part about being in a band is making something with your friends yes absolutely and so I'm just thankful that we're friends and that we get to do this again together. Yeah. But I I realize where I sit in the circle. Uh, <laughs> so w- what I what I think I'm saying is is uh, it wasn't so much that I needed to knock the rust off. It was uh, John John Larusa is bringing me these guitar parts, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. And so he's been doing these, like the thought exercises for it, and yeah. all I gotta do is just try and figure out where the bass is supposed to is supposed to be and not be. That's a hell you of know? a gig. <laughs> it it sure is, you know. Uh, I up until this point, you know, I've I've written uh, some music outside of yeah. outside yeah. of the band, and um, you know. Up until this point, it's like, this is my baby. This is my, and yeah, like, you know, uh, so it doesn't change that, change that idea of it, like being birthed from a process at right. the same time. I'm not having to sit here and just rack my brain for guitar riffs. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just flows out of John, you know, so that, I'll take it. Yeah. You, you can't beat that. It, it's great to work with somebody like that. Like John, John's an incredible writer that his i think he's one of the most overlooked incredible guitar players that come out of hardcore and and uh, that guy has written such palatable riffs that like like you go back and listen to like you go back and listen to new wave or, or leviathan like there are some riffs on those records that are just like that were 10 years ahead of, of what dudes were doing, you know, like, like he, I don't know if he had the foresight. I I don't know what it is because those, those have some endurance, man. Yeah. 
I totally agree. And I, I tell him this all the time. And it is that you can hear him play and you, he's one of those guitar players that, you know, it's him. Yes. You know, um, you listen to those inhale, exhale records, or you listen to those narcissist records and he has a point of view Yeah, and it's not very, uh, it's not very like anybody else in the scene. It's not, it's not a common sounding style to write right guitar and because there's like there's 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 a rock element to the heaviness that's so that is accessible like yeah um i i look at it from i i look at the same way that i think bands look at mastodon or people look at mastodon i think i i see john's writing in a similar way okay and and i didn't realize it until i would say maybe the last mastodon record realizing like oh okay yeah, that John LaRusso was doing that a long time ago. I, I think he was just he's so far ahead of the curve on it. I mean, it does come out in the Inhale Exhale records for sure, but yeah. you know, like I have a different connection to narcissist knowing you right. guys and absolutely and and leaving, you know, and I don't want to leave John Pope out because what what a horrifying sounding voice that that guy can have and it in the best way. Like yeah, it it wasn't uh it wasn't the black metal-y sound. It wasn't the 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 tough guy thing. It's this like intense, violent, emotional sound that only John, like only John yeah. Pope sounds like that. No one else sounds like that. Correct. And I would I would say that that is still uh the John Pope MO is violent and emotional. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh I I yeah. It's it's great. It's great to be back on stage with these guys. It's great to like share that space and sweat with them and yeah. create in a in a live setting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I love playing live music. Yeah, and it's uh, it's never better than when you're playing things that you've made. You know? Sure. Yeah. So and doing it with people that you care about and care to create with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you you guys as kids all got to see you play. What yeah. is that? What is that like to be up there playing and you look over? Like oh. what is what is that feeling for you? Guys? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You know it, <laughs> it. It. I. I know that John Larusso had had his uh, at least his oldest mm-hmm. at like maybe the last inhale exhale show. Okay. Um, and that was a while back, but yeah. Um, you know, it's quite honestly, most of us didn't ever think that this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the chance for it to happen in this context, because like, I still have some narcissist merch floating around the house, you know, like <laughs> ho- hoodies. That, really? You know, oh, Wow that have paint all over them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were the loungewear for the last 18 years. Around yeah, the man. House, you know, yep. uh, yeah. I had a, I had a becoming Leviathan era, like eyeball design t-shirt. Yeah. That Adam had done our buddy, uh, Adam Baker designed. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I had a, a size small that's kind of <laughs> passed down through the children as they, as they can fit in them, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my youngest just turned 13. So, yeah. uh, she's almost out of a small. 
you know. Okay. Okay. It's, yeah. It's great. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't seen a small in a long time. No, that's it. Yeah. No, I couldn't tell you if, if I ever had it. Uh, I, we, I have lots of like breakup shirts yeah, and, and, and high gear shirts, but they're all kind of put away that I will just eventually I'm going to give the kids, but my wife still has one of like the old breakup shirts that I'm sure has seen better days, but it is surreal to look at and be like, that's, that's so funny to see that thing still floating through. Or my favorite thing is like when I would, I've on occasion found one at a Goodwill or something that there's Whoa. nothing funnier to me yes. <laughs> than finding your own bed. Like I, I remember being at a flea market or a, no, an antique mall. Is it an antique mall? And somebody had like an old record CD booth. You could tell it was an old record store or whatever. Yeah. And I found a copy of breakup record. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, we made it to the antique mall circuit. I guess that's, <laughs> I, I believe I probably have at least one breakup CD down in my boxes. You probably, uh, probably downstairs. have music for torching down there somewhere. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's when we were playing with you guys was that record. Right. Um, what, uh, so you guys have got some material written. Do you have anything in mind or you're just like, let's see what happens after furnace fest. What's, what does the future hold for narcissists? I can't believe I'm saying well, that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's currently, you know, it's currently, uh, still in process. It's not, none of it's finished as of yet, you know? Um, but the the meat of it is is all there nice. you know um so we we just uh i think we're going to finish it mm-hmm. i think that that's the hope um nice. i know that we want people to know uh i think what narcissist sounds like now um yeah yeah and so there's it definitely sounds like narcissists, you know, it's, but we are, you know, John finally got around. He bought a seven string guitar, you know, we're tuned down to drop a and everything's just lower. We're older. Things are lower. <laughs> There's, it, it's, it's way both, down there. Both, both physically and artistically, everything is dropped. <laughs> That's uh, I that, I like I like the idea that this the idea of you guys saying like this is what narcissist sounds like in 2021. That's yeah. a really cool uh, that's a really cool thing for people to get to experience. And I have to imagine for you guys, it has to be you have to be looking around going, this is really fun. Like look at us doing this again. This is insane. We we say that all the time. Like. After our show the other day, I think that the whole next day was just us texting each other, being just like, "Cloud Nine, guys, <laughs> that was that was so much fun. I'm so happy that we're able to do this together again. You know, I love like that. how how much how much better could it be? You know, right, and right. we we brought in our buddy Nick. Uh, Nick's playing drums with us, yes. and you know, it's it's great. You know, like. Uh, Nick, Nick wasn't in the band back in the day, but we've known Nick for a really long time. And so it's still great to, you know, like, again, being, being a group with your friends and just, you know, horsing around being idiots, you know, I don't, I don't think that that, I don't think that that ever, uh, I don't think that ever gets old, you know, making jokes all day. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, ne- it never, it's never not funny. No. And it's, you fall right back into those, like those dumb things that you do as a group of friends and it's a good feeling. And, and, and I can tell you is not just as somebody that, you know, not just as a friend, but as somebody who's a fan of what you guys have always done. It's exciting to see you guys do this again. It's there's hope for uh, it's hopeful for, for people that are like, you know, I mean, it it brings hope to it in the sense that like, you can still pick it up and go. If you feel like it, if you're so inclined, you can still go again. I, I think that there's a lot of like the old adage of, uh, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Yes. At, at, at the, at this point in life, if it's worth doing, it's just worth doing and you're going to fail and it's going to be messy and gross and you're going to get discouraged and you're going to be like, is this really going to be what I want it to be? (laughs) Uh, I just, I reject the, again, if, if it had to be perfect, I would never get it done because I, no. I just analyze it to death, you know, right, like right. I had to, I have to work that out at work, you know, like uh, I, I want a plan. I want a plan. I want a plan. Oh I, yeah. I want to yeah. see, you know, like I do a lot. I, the, we work in s- sort of the same sphere. We do. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and I just do a lot of like automation. So I'm just, planning what what does this motion do down yes. the line yeah you know and so if if it wasn't for like oh i think i just need to make it move first i don't need to make it figure out what it's going to do down the line right. i just need to get it going yeah so that's that is the absolute key uh you want to you want to make music in 2021 start making music you know yes. like yeah. you just got to do it right uh, and, and you're not that far removed from putting out an awesome record. No, you know, no like I, Simon Magus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that was, and that I'm is, really, I'm really proud of that record. That, that was, was a, a fun ripper. Record. That was a ripper, man. Thank it you. It was man. a ripper. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't come up on this podcast a lot, but I'm really proud of that record. We, we made something really fun together. I'm really proud of you for that record. Thank you. man. I just listened. <laughs> I listened to it the other day again, just because I was like, man, trying to, you know, doing that time travel you know yeah dude yeah yeah but that that's what within the last five years though still right five it, or six? It, uh yeah a little longer than that but yeah yeah it was it wasn't too long ago and and you know you find yourself uh you find yourself circling back to music somehow i always get pulled in somewhere and <laughs> it's it's in your blood you know yes it's yeah yep. it's, it's in it i think it's in all of our blood you know and uh those those vibrations are what makes, you know, the yep. way that we respond to those vibrations. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Is part of what makes who we are, who we are, mm-hmm. you know, like that is part of my identity is the fact that I respond in this way. Yes. To music. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that I've met that just like couldn't care less about music and I yeah. find them totally alien and they're not my friends it's really weird i it's hard to it it is hard to i can't relate to somebody that's not emotionally affected by art you know like if music doesn't but like man i can tell you like i like today i i 
talk to my therapist. And then right afterwards I started listening to the be well record and I'm working and I feel it coming in. Like I'm listening to that record and I feel, you know, I feel my eyes welling up with tears because I hear it and I'm connecting to it and I feel it. And those vibrations are there. And that's what, like, that's really the draw. That's why none of us are ever truly out because we, it still tugs at our soul. It's, we still, that's how we are. That's how we're, we're responding. And that's how we are. That's how we're communicating. And that's you. We've, we've built friends. Like you and I've known each other yeah. since like 1998, 99, right. Because of music. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. Th- there's nothing more beautiful than knowing like I have friends just from being in bands, just from being like in punk and hardcore bands. I have right. friends be- for 20 plus years because of that. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, and I would say that that's how I've made my best friends. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all, we, we've all not seen each other for years and I still, we all are still keeping up with each other on social media because like yeah. that music bond doesn't go away, man. It's there Absolutely. forever. And it's for sure, you know, some situations good, some situations bad, but it's still part of all of us. Right. Yeah. I I've, I've absolutely, you're a lot more active on social media than I could. You really got that going for you. Well, like, I, <laughs> you're doing a really good job of putting yourself out there. Oh, well, what I'll, what I'll say is okay. like, I, I really appreciate the fact that I am able to feel like I'm staying connected with you oh, to, the, good. to the degree that I am. Okay. Uh, I, I wish that I was better at putting myself out there and, you know, like I, I sometimes like, I, th- I think sometimes my vulnerability can be uh, like, uh, is a detriment <laughs> to, to me, but I also know that like, I, it's the best way for me to be honest with myself. <laughs> uh, health, healthy manhood uh, and, it yep. is, is all about how vulnerable you're willing to be Yep. Uh, in, in my, in my experience. Yes. Um, you know, and so like the, the willingness to kind of bury yourself raw and yep. be able to be able to hear people and, I don't know. It's, it's, we we have to be, we have to be willing to fail and say that we failed. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's something, if anything, I learned that from music. I learned that like being vulnerable and being willing to fail and say like, I fucked that up is something that I got from, that's what punk and hardcore instilled in me for, my that's one thing I take away for the rest of my life. Like it's a, it's okay. It, you know, our, our vulnerability and our hurt is, is something that we, we can use as a tool. Right. And I think that's what brings all of us to this type of music is that emotional connection. Like it's, it's, I mean, cause otherwise we, we'd all be listening to like whatever, like machine gun Kelly, you know what I mean? Like right. if right. I don't, if I don't give a shit, I'll listen to that, but yeah. I do care. I do care right. what that, that person is saying to in their music. And I see myself reflected in it and not right. that you, I, 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 I shouldn't say, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure people see themselves reflected in machine gun Kelly. I, you know, they could, I mean, maybe, maybe, it, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Those are dumb people, but Hey, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but I, I think you touched on like, yeah, that's that emotional response and the ability to like be vulnerable with each other. Yeah. That is, that is how we've built these friendships and that, that sense of community that we had from punk and hardcore Mm -hmm. are, are the things that um, are the things that I've wanted to see in family and uh, romantic relationships and, uh, and, all the other things like I want that depth. I want that. Uh, I want that realness. I want that. Uh, maybe even that unpredictability uh, to carry, carry into my, my professional life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want, I want that, yes. you know, and I, and I want to encourage the, you know, the men and women that I work with to uh, be open and be real with each other. And, yes. you know, I, it's, it's all, it's all been spurned or no, that's not the right word. It's all been birthed out of, uh, out of hardcore and punk, you know? Yeah. Like, yes, absolutely. I, 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 that part of me has followed me into my professional career 100%. And it's because like there are, there are ethos and there are ethics and values that we've taken from punk and hardcore that apply to everything we do in life. Right. And we can apply that in a positive way. It's not just playing music. It's, it's, you know, taking those elements that we learned in that community and applying it to the communities we're in professionally. And it's, you know, I mean, because you and I do work, you know, our, our day jobs are, you know, we kind of hover in the same sphere. That's it. It may not seem like it, but like the community thing, that's what gets things done. Correct. It's it's awesome. Yes, it is. Yes. It's relationships get things done. Yeah. Yeah. We we've got a, we've got an open office in our engineering office. Uh, They just call it the bullpen. Yeah. All the, all the higher ups, they have their enclosed offices, (laughs) but the, the bullpen is just kind of like, we've got a bunch of standing desks and, uh, it's all just kind of in a circle around yeah. the outside of the room. Yeah. And so it's just like being able to look people in the face yep. and bounce yep. ideas off of each other and, you know, work together is, yep. is really, is really cool. And it is, it is a community, you know? Yes. It's really cool. And see, I'm the guy when you guys are doing that, that's, over your shoulder, taking pictures and videos of that. <laughs> you guys are, I, I always joke that like these guys are doing important shit and I'm behind them, like <laughs> taking pictures and hashtagging photos of them. <laughs> Look, they're promoting synergy. I, I have no idea how to market anything. So hats off to you. Thanks. I'm just like, here, here, here is a picture. Well, that's it's, me. <laughs> it's all the same. It's just a different thing in the picture that's that's what i can tell you about all the years i've done in this <laughs> right, right yeah um so uh so before we wrap this up um now you guys are playing friday of furnace We're, fest we are playing friday at 2 20 okay on the, on the plug your holes stage okay uh, which is if uh 
if you were to look at the historic uh, map of Furnace Fest, yes. the plug your holes stage is, or the shed stage is the main stage from every previous Furnace Fest. Right. Uh, it it's the old. It it almost looks like an old loading dock, and it's right in front of a giant blast furnace. Uh, furnace Fest is held at the at the Sloss uh, Sloss Furnace Museum uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's really really cool uh just old old steel factory and uh they say it's haunted i've (laughs) I've wandered about uh my first year there um i definitely went beyond the ropes that you were you know (laughs) you got the little tour away yeah Uh, yeah i'm not i'm not doing that i no so I gotta you, look elsewhere. <laughs> right. So uh yeah, I, I've uh, I've made my way around in there. It's pretty cool. It's That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome, man. And it's just old and covered in rust and shows you shows you uh ingenuity from a bygone era, you know. It's uh, so that's so cool. Yeah. And and you guys are in some damn good company this weekend too. Oh man! I mean, uh, Casket Lottery, Cave In, uh, uh, Zayo is on this. Uh, uh, yes, Zayo. Be well. Just so many. Stretch Armstrong. Did I see that? Yes. Yes. Like he just got uh-huh. everybody back together to do this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you were ever a fan of Andrew WK. Of course, of course, uh, yeah. He, Andrew he's WK. Gonna be, he's going to be there. I mean, the experience of seeing Andrew WK. Uh, I want to say it was either 2002 or 2003 at Furnace Fest, and there it had started making the rounds that he had told the security people that anybody that got on stage wasn't allowed to be removed. And so by the end of their set, you know, and he's just, he's gassed, but he is just loving every second of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, just feeding off that energy. And there's probably 200 people on the stage, you know, oh it's just, you can't move. They're hoisting him up on their shoulders. You know, everyone has taken over all of the background vocal mics, oh, you know, wow. and just singing along and, at that moment, you just realize like he is so much about that that party. Absolutely, that that is exactly what he wanted. Yeah, that's his you know? mantra. Like that, that, and that's a legit mantra too. Yeah, like that's like he really believes in that philosophy in life. I, and it I had just, through. I had never been, I had never been to a show that felt like a party mm-hmm. until then, and it's yeah. like. That dude did it. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's not just that. Uh, Taking back Sunday, kill switch engage. Under oath is is going to be there. Uh, you know, just all these huge bands, and then as well, uh, there's a ton of like these like hidden gems. Yeah. Uh, Astronoid has been making the rounds. I don't know if you've heard Astronoid. I've not heard. I've only seen. I know them in name only. Okay. Do you have you ever heard the band Mew? Yes. Yeah. It's like if Mew were a metal band. Okay. <laughs> I got, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Yeah. Um, you, if they were a metal band. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Huh. 
All yeah, right. They're great. So I've already, I've already seen them. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to be able to, they're playing right after we get off stage and I don't think I'm going to be able to make it over to their ah, stage. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it really, they've really put a great roster together. It's, and it's very good. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. Living I, Sacrifice is going to be there. Holy um, shit. <laughs> Mark, Mark Garza, who uh, is the drummer from Embodiment. Yeah. And the like family. old school, old school embodiment, like, like, yes, <sighs> death, 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 death metal, metal embodiment. Okay. Yes. Mark Garza is, was their drummer. Okay. Uh, and he is, he is filling the, uh, the percussionist spot for living sacrifice. Oh, so, okay. The, you know, w- the dude from Esoteris did that, right? Yeah. Matt Putnam. Yeah. 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 Putman. Putman. I, I can, Putman. Is it Putman or Putman? I, Putman or sorry. Putnam? I don't know. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's remember. one of the two. It's one of the two. Yep. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, sure, Matt. Yeah, Matt. yeah. And uh, if uh, and may, if you get if you get a chance, go see Be Well and tell Brian McTurnan that Wes from Why Did We Ever Meet sends his love to him. I am. I, they I are love on that my band list. So much. They are on my list of bands that I am going to try and see. Incredible. Uh, they incredible are. Band. I believe that they're on very early. Okay. Okay. Uh, are they playing Friday or are they playing Saturday? I don't recall which day. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at the schedule, but because they're on a string of shows with Comeback Kid, and is Comeback yeah. Kids on as well? Comeback right? Kid is playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with With Honor, I don't know if you were ever into yeah. With Honor. Yeah. With yep. Honor is doing a reunion and playing. There's so many bands that just like we'll get back together. Few left standing. Yeah. Few, uh, uh, St- is Staves Acre? Did I see Staves? Staves Acre is playing. Yes. Yeah, it's what? it's absolutely crazy, man. Yeah, so yeah. I am I am beyond stoked, and the and the just absolutely humbled that we're gonna be able to do this with all these yeah man great bands, man. Yes, like we haven't done anything in eighteen years, and so the fact that <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like right, we, right. we haven't done it, and so <laughs> like there's a lot of these bands that have been out there busting their humps, you know, yeah. and for 18 for the past 18 years while we've been you know schlepping it up at work yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean having a real life <laughs> or whatever you yeah know, yeah, I, yeah yeah uh but i mean there's a lot of these bands that have just never never hung it up and yep, yep. uh deserve every bit of the credit that they get so yes yeah um, we're just we feel really fortunate to be able to do this and it's it's awesome it's an awesome feeling well, I can tell you, uh, I I couldn't be happier for you guys to see you guys back at it. Thanks, man. And seeing all of that resurface, I just it filled my heart with joy to see you guys all standing in a picture together with ominous lighting, knowing that Narcissus was back. So, yeah, uh, uh, you guys can catch Narcissus at Furnace Fest this weekend, Birmingham, Alabama. Catch them Friday on the Plug Your Holes stage. Uh, in the meantime. Josh, please give my love to to both the Johns. I'm so happy for you guys that you're doing this, and I'm so I, I glad that you came will. on. So, thanks, thanks for having me so much, man. Of course, buddy. And uh, we will talk to all of you guys next week. Later.